Hello, hello, and welcome back to Overthinking with KD. I'm your host, Caitlin Dendis, and you are listening to episode three, where I sat down and had a little Q&A session with my younger sister, Ashley Dendis, who just finished her redshirt freshman year at Cal State Fullerton on the softball team. And we discussed everything, redshirting, social media, recruiting, romanticizing your life, and everything in between. And before we get into it, just a little recap of what's been going on in my life. Um, I think last time I talked about how I was interested in exploring different avenues of fitness now that I don't have a season to prepare for. And I just want to find what I find to be fun and just a great way to move my body that's not super strenuous, but also still got a competitive edge to it. So I've been exploring um, since last time I did an Orange Theory class, which was really fun. It was a cool structured way to work out. I don't see myself going back or like getting a membership anytime soon. But I definitely would go back because they had amazing treadmills. I really love it. It was like running on a cloud. So I would go back for their equipment. And I'm glad I did it just to try it. Um, But for now, Orange Theory is not really what I want to be doing. But I did try it. Um, I would go back if a friend wanted to do it. Or just random times to just drop in and do it. So I tried Orange Theory. I did Peloton the other day. My aunt owns one in her garage so I did that and that was really cool I got to jump on a Lizzo like right along one and we listened to her new music which was really cool so maybe some bike classes sort of like spin classes in the foreseeable future um but yeah just been continuing to figure out what I like to do fitness wise Uh, currently I'm splitting it um two days a week I do strength Tuesday Thursday and then in between I've been going on like light intensity walks or like a light run jog type situation just to get some cardio in. I found that I'm kind of interested in long distance running. Don't really have the stamina for it yet as I've obviously been training for short sprints, short sprints, sprints, but um, I'm figuring out what I like and I'm enjoying the process and I'm Staying kind to myself, listening to my body, taking days off that I need to, enjoying food. But yeah, other than that, I'm not much, oh, yeah, no, not much has really been going on. Just been hitting the grind. I'm hoping to take my PT ACE certification, my personal training certification exam within the next month. So I've been studying hard for that and just been staying busy. And getting acquainted to my new city of Portland lifestyle. But other than that, um, that's caught up with me. And I'm so happy to share this informational session that I had with my sister. We haven't really ever talked in this kind of sense before. So I personally really enjoy it. And I hope you enjoy it. Um, Yeah, so let me just get right into it. Here's the Q&A with Ashley Dendis. Hello. Hello, everyone. 
I feel like that's gonna be you. You're gonna like be nodding because like we can visually see each other over Zoom. <laughs> it's an audio. <laughs> Anyway, it's just me but um hello Ashley how are you good how are you (laughs) I'm doing good well so I did a quick little intro of who you are but do you want to um introduce yourself to the people listening yes I'd love to um so my name is Ashley (laughs) Tendis my name is Ashley Dennis. I am 19 years old. Um, I'm from Sacramento, California. Um, this is my older sister, Caitlin Dennis, as you all may know. Um, I've played softball my whole life. I started in rec ball, then went to uh, travel ball very early, probably around 12U. Um, so it's kind of been my whole life, my whole, I don't know, how I identify myself with. And um, I, committed my freshman year in high school to Cal State Fullerton um, to be a pitcher and utility hopefully and hit and maybe play other positions and I just finished my freshman year there as a redshirt freshman Um, so I'll be going into my freshman year but sophomore year um, academically and I look forward to this next coming year and the challenges that it will bring and I'm looking forward to it so yeah. Nice. And so first off, Laura, we'll dive into a couple of different questions I came from just looking at your background, but um, let's start off with like your recruiting process, Mm -hmm. pre-going into college. What was that like? Because obviously I'm assuming you went through the traditional route. How was your recruiting process? Yeah. So um, at my age, recruiting was very um, harsh. People started recruiting their seventh and eighth grade years, their freshman years, because the rule change hadn't uh, become a thing yet at that time. So to everyone, like recruiting your eighth and grade and freshman year were just like the things you had to do. And if you wanted to go to the next level, like you had to make that decision now. Um, so I went to a lot of camps. I went to an Oregon State camp. I went to um, a lot of like Washington and um, camps that were just like helping me get seen. Um, I would email, I would have phone calls with a lot of college coaches. Um, and I just felt very just rushed in a way just because, you know, I wanted to get recruited and committed to a college because that was just what kids my age did and you know at that time so um I went to a Fullerton camp in 2018 I believe and I fell in love right away I loved the environment I loved the coaches I love Southern California I always see myself there because I love the beaches and I do love the rush of the cities. Um, And so I went to my first camp. They were very intrigued and they came and watched me play a lot of games down there. And I went to um, another one and that's when they kind of sat me down and they offered me a spot um, coming in. And at that time I was very just nervous. and I didn't know what I wanted to do because three more years until I go play college softball. So I was just kind of like, I, you know, I had to really think about it, sit down with my family and see what I wanted. And I knew I, this 
place was going to be my home for four years. Like I knew that it was going to suit me well and turn me into a great softball player and a better human. So I really just said yes to them offering me and I haven't looked back since and I look forward. I just finished my freshman year, like I said, so I look forward to the next four years playing with them. And while before you fell in love with Fullerton and we're looking at Fullerton, what were the attributes or like what were you looking for from programs? Obviously, you primarily stayed with Division One level. Did you look at any lower divisions or local or was that ever a part of the thought process? Um, when I was actually looking for places I mean I really didn't care what division I had no preference um, I had one coach tell me at one time in my career that I wouldn't make it Pac-12 so I think that kind of took off the top level schools off my list and I knew I needed to look like you know lower um, so I think I was really just looking for a great school environment and I I wanted to play other positions also. I knew I just didn't want to be a pitcher because I knew I worked hard enough to be a hitter. And they, Fullerton told me, you know, right away that they would love having me at any position and also be a pitcher. So I knew that they were the right fit for me. Okay. So it came down to, they offered you the ability to be versatile, to use you as more than just a pitcher. Cause obviously more times you see pitchers just becoming POs nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you fell in love with the LA. So you were looking at side of the athletics as well. Like you were looking at the environment you were in, obviously coming from Sacramento down to LA, I'm assuming close to the beach, beach atmosphere is something that drove you down to Fullerton. Yes. Okay. So you fell in love with Fullerton 2018-19. You just came back from your freshman year. How was it? How was the first year as a college student athlete? Um, I define it as a roller coaster ride. Um, I went in fall after my last travel ball season in summer, you know, kind of just, I kept a steady mind. Um, I knew people always told me like, you have nothing to prove. You're there for a reason. Um, Don't prove yourself. And I feel like I did the opposite of that. I was trying to prove something. I was trying to, overdo it I started just thinking too much about my game and about like am I right here am I doing this right am I ever gonna play like I was just comparing myself to the other athletes my teammates and um it hurt me in a way but also I think that was a blessing in disguise how that worked out because going into the spring season um they asked me that and recommended that I should redshirt. And at first I think I took it as a bad thing because a lot of people these days think redshirting is just like, oh, well, you know, you're just not good enough yet. Like, or you'll never be good enough. You know, that's why they're redshirting you. Um, But their whole process to me was that they just, they want to see me all four years here to achieve and to reach my goals. Um, So they, recommended that I register that year so I have all four years left and they don't waste time with me um and so I got to dress and travel and do all the things with the team which was such a blessing 
because usually when you redshirt, you don't get to travel, you don't get a dress. But with them, they allowed me to experience the traveling and I got to do some awesome things with my teammates while we travel. We went to Hawaii and we um, made it to regionals. We won conference. So that was a really cool experience for me. Um, that environment in regionals is insane. It was at Arizona State um, and we got to play some top notch teams and it was a cool experience as a red shirt to kind of see what it's like. Okay. And when you, that was a lot of, especially like, I feel the whole freshman experience, or I would even feel like coming out of my four years, I never really quite got over it too. It's like that comparing of yourself to your teammates and to other athletes around you, because it is such a competitive atmosphere and we are competitive in general, that there really is this comparison that goes back and forth between yourself and just looking at how other people are doing and versus what you're doing. I definitely feel like that is a pitfall that many athletes fall through. And obviously you didn't anticipate redshirting. Obviously people go in expecting to be on that starting roster no matter what, even if they like tell themselves, oh yeah, we have a whole starting roster that just came back from nationals, but like you still believe in yourself to do it. Cause obviously you need that confidence and you need that charisma to like believe in yourself. But when it comes down to them asking and like recommending to a red shirt, like how did you adjust to face not only your own like pre like judgment and comparison, but also the fact that you're now red shirting and how were you able to adjust that as a teammate, as a student, and just overall as like an individual competitive who wants to be playing? Um, so I definitely feel like once they told me um, that I was going to redshirt, um, I definitely looked towards my teammates and my roommates and they surrounded me and they told me like everything's going to be okay, which it was because at that time I thought my world was ending because all I knew for most of my life was playing softball and being on the field. So sitting out a season and just, you know, not playing was tough for me to, you know, realize, but um, I think, you know, you just, it's, you got to work through it. Like you got to ask yourself how much you want it, how much you want to work for this. Um, so each week, like I would put in the extra work, I would throw live to my teammates and um, I would help them out. You know, I would, be there for them you know the starters and the non-starters and I would just kind of be that like good energy flow it'd be you know that teammate that's always there for um my teammates and um I think being that type of teammate is so important and I think like before college I definitely struggled with that I kind of was just the competitor on the field I would you know not really check in with my teammates and I think it was really a good learning process for me um, my freshman year um, to learn about that. And um, physically, I would treat each week when I threw live to my teammates that that was my game that week. Like, this is my seven innings. Like, I'm going to go after it today. I would even get butterflies sometimes just because, you know, you get nervous before game days. And I would get butterflies before throwing live because I need that adrenaline. I need that rush, you know, and I need to continue to be at the top notch, you know, and perform. So I think just finding ways to, you know, overcome that mental side and, you know, think of 
what the future may hold and think about, you know, the end result and that the season is only three months and it was a fast three months. And to think, you know, like see myself next year, how cool it will be that, you know, when I'm playing on the field and performing um, will be just a great feeling. Yeah. And I, I love how you bring up how it's all about being a good teammate and definitely checking in with teammates that you didn't ever really think to check into, especially since we have all different roles and it came down to like you having to learn firsthand, like how important each role is that like, there's an important role for the red shirt and there's an important role for the starting catcher, but there's also an important role for the bullpen uh, catcher or just in general, not even just softball, like in general, every sport has different roles there's those that play and those there's those that are in rotation when they need it either like that moment you didn't even see coming and they need you or someone gets hurt, especially coming from like competitive, like you mentioned, we've been playing our whole lives, like comparatively between you and I, like we have many years on travel softball where like we played like travel ball is like the whole point is that you're playing to be seen. So everyone's on a roster that's small enough to allow you to always be playing and then to have to go into that transition of you are now on a large roster with people just as good as you or even better than you. So there is definitely that mind change. And I like how you said that, like you have to overcome that because there is that switch, not no one's compared, like prepared to just turn that switch off of, what role you have been in for your whole life and now that adjustment to what your college now role is um like how did you mentally obviously you said you surrounded yourself with good people your teammates you obviously chose the school that you connected with with a roster of teammates and friends that you connected with but like what other ways did you mentally take care of yourself in those fast hard three months of season and I went to um, my our mental training coach, Tracy Statler. Um, she's worked with like the USA teams. Um, so she's been around and I went to her. I met with her in her office and talked to her. Um, you know, I was just like, I don't, I'm lost. Like, I feel like I want to give up, but I don't want to give up. Um, and I asked her just for some help, some pointers, just kind of like, how do I, how do I overcome this? Like I've never really gone through any something quite like this in my life, you know, and let alone softball. So um, she just kind of told me, she's like, find ways, you know, to make yourself happy. Um, And by doing that, like I love going outside, going on walks, going to the beach, which it's a quick 30 minute drive. So I do that quite often just to stay happy and kind of just remind myself that like, everything's going to be okay. Um, And then she was the one who told me, she's like, just picture yourself a year from now. Like, where do you want to be? You know, how do you want to see yourself, you know, and what are you willing to do to, you know, be on that field and play? And, you know, like I put that as my focus point and kind of was like, I want this and I will do anything to get to this point. And, I hate this feeling right now, but I know like in the future, like this will all go away and that I'll be thankful that I didn't give up and I didn't let into what people were saying or anything. And I just kind of listened to 
my own voice and I, you know, getting help from Tracy and my family and my friends. And um, I think that's what definitely mentally helped me get through everything. And so you mentally were able to, and I like how you were comfortable to reach out for help and to talk to someone. Um, like in one of my other episodes, I talked about like how to like mentally like basically survived being a student athlete especially in season or outside of season is to like ask for help and to like have people in your corner so that's really awesome especially that Fullerton offers that for you student athletes um obviously not every university has that capability but at the end of the day like there's definitely many other avenues that can go through I know there's like online resources for people now therapy online it's a phone call away I know most universities have therapists on campus but it's awesome that Fullerton um, has that access for you guys and obviously now that you're like looking forward to your next season how is your summer going what are you doing to prepare for that or to train for it like how's summer um I after the season you know you're definitely just very exhausted it's a very long season you know traveling every weekend especially after regionals like you feel tired so I definitely took a week off just kind of like recoup um be back with my family and my dogs and kind of just you know take a break take a breather um but then like that week that next week, like, I just, I told myself, like, I need to get after it, so I have been, you know, pitching, and I've been working out, um, been going to hitting, um, just kind of, like, getting back to normalcy for me, because I feel like in college, like, you know, it was just different in my freshman year, so I think, like, going back to what I did and what I knew, like, was definitely going to help me not really change much, just kind of, like, refocus and, you know, do the things I need to work on, um, and not overdo it, of course, like, I need to stay healthy, because I still have a whole fall and spring season, so I didn't want to, like, overdo it, and totally just, you know, not have a healthy body going into fall, so I've been, um, definitely just enjoying my time at home, um, been going over to the ocean a lot when I can, just to, you know, it's always my happy place. It's definitely a hard thing in Sacramento because the ocean isn't too close. But I was like, we don't, there's no body of water. <laughs> I, went, I went to the Golden Gate Bridge the other day. <laughs> yeah, romanticized your life completely, which is awesome. Like, I love that you did that. And it's definitely something <laughs> that um, all of us could do or not even like all the time, like every once in a while of like, going out and just like romanticizing the fuck out of your own life because if you're not going to do it then no one else will so might as well so I love that for you once you tell them how your day was what'd you do when I went to San Francisco yeah Um, well so I've been wanting to do this for a while now just I don't know like something about I I struggle being alone I struggle going places alone. I even struggle ordering my food at restaurants sometimes because I just definitely feel like I have social anxiety and I kind of just, I feel like when I'm alone, people just look at me like, oh my gosh, the girl's alone. Like she's sitting alone. So I think that's something like I'm trying to overcome as I get older, just because I'm realizing that like being alone is okay. And that I need to take more time for myself because I always feel like I'm 
you know, looking out for others, just kind of like thinking of others all the time and putting their own, you know, problems on myself and feeling I have to fix everything and I have to make everyone happy. But that's not the case. Like I need to make myself happy first. Yeah. Last Tuesday. And I woke up at like six o'clock I left at like 6 30 it's a quick easy like hour and a half drive in the morning there's no traffic and I decided first to go um to the viewpoint um on top of the Golden Gate Bridge and it I couldn't see the Golden Gate Bridge and I think that was such a cool like thing to see by myself like I'm literally looking at this famous bridge right now and I can't even see it. People take pictures of this thing like every day and I'm not, I can't see right now. I just thought that was such a cool, like little thing to think about. Like, like something big isn't seen right now or something, you know, very cool, just not seen. And I don't know. Um, And then I took my two dogs also, because I mean, they're not human, so I can take them with me. They're not holding a conversation with you, so like technically you're alone with your own. I'm alone. Um, So then we decided to drive on the Golden Gate Bridge, um, and then I went over on the other side and got to sit kind of by the pier for a while, and then I got back in my car, and then I decided to go to Pier 39, get a clam chowder bowl that made me very upset the next day, and I think I got food poisoning, Mm. but it's okay um and then I decided to go at to the beach like go actually on the sand I put a blanket down and ate my lunch there and I ran around romantically with my dogs on the beach very poetic because I was doing what I loved and what I wanted to do and then we went and sat at the park where the pretty ladies are those beautiful buildings or houses that kind of like match each other and we sat there and another thing I love doing is people watching I love to just kind of sit and just kind of like play weird games in my head where like I predict like that that person's like life I guess you could say Mm -hmm. Um, my grandma and I love doing that um and then I stopped for Chipotle in Davis on my way home and ate Chipotle with my parents. So basically, you prioritize your mental by romanticizing your life, learning how to hang out with yourself and being okay with yourself, being comfortable with being uncomfortable. And you obviously like are pushing for that one goal, but you obviously took a day off you had fun, you took care of your mental, you didn't work out, I'm assuming that day, and took a break. And the very next day, you were able to go right back into it. So I guess it's like important to like, note is like, there's obviously balance to it all, especially in like the grind time of summer or like off seasons is obviously there's like big goals you want to achieve. But there's no point in like making yourself suffer and miss out on like the fun opportunities of summer, even if it's by yourself or with a group of friends. So it's important to like prioritize that and to have fun when you can. And it's I feel like a lot of the times, especially as athletes, like we feel like we need to keep constantly be doing something and like pushing ourselves to like these limits and like bounds of how far our mental and our physical can go but if anything like that does more of a detriment than 
taking a day off and going to romanticize your life in the city of San, San Francisco ever will. Like you're not set back by that one day and you won't be set back. Like it's not going to impact how you did come first day onto campus. Um, obviously like at the beginning, we talked about like social media and how social media impacted your like your recruiting classes style of recruiting, like obviously a lot of people were like posting saying, oh, I committed and like that was the big thing. And I'm assuming it still is. I obviously don't see it much on my feed anymore since I follow everyone that's, we all have played or are done. But like how, like at that level, like how has social media impacted you? Yeah, so definitely during season, I felt um, very impacted where at points I would delete my social media because I, for some reason, just couldn't stand looking at people's achievements or, you know, my old teammates and like, you know, they're like, of of course, I wish everyone well, but I think for me personally, because I wasn't playing, I just, I couldn't see it anymore. Like it really affected me in different ways. Yeah. so I decided to delete it most of my season because I knew like I wasn't making myself happy with looking at those things. Mm-hmm. So I think honestly stepping away from social media like really helped me through that time. Um, you know, of course, like it's great how social media has definitely evolved our sport mm-hmm. in different ways. Um and how it really, I feel like, has broadcasted our sport and is making our sport bigger, which I love. But there's also some, you know, downsides to it where it's like if you're a non-starter, like it really, you know, or someone who just doesn't play or, you know, wish they went to another university, you know, I don't know, some things that just, you know, it's hard to see And when people are posting all the time about their achievements. You know, you, you, you feel, in a way, you feel just, some you know just you feel mad but you can't because like you're proud of that person but it's just something we're human like that's how we're supposed to feel you know we're supposed to you know sometimes be mad at people's achievements because you wish that were you basically or you wish that that could be you and seeing it all the time on social media is definitely hard so I yeah I, I basically deleted at least Instagram and Twitter one during season, just because I I was tired of it. Yeah, especially like we mentioned earlier, it's like we're already in a state of like comparison between ourselves and our teammates because we're all pushing for that spot. We're all pushing for that. Obviously, like you said, like there's no like animosity or anything like personal behind it. It's just what we have, are driven to do, and not even just in sport, just like overall. I think I talked about this last episode was like social media like we post what we want people to see like we glamorize the good parts like you're not going to see the bad parts or like the struggles that people go through even if it's not like a huge struggle it's like a small struggle like just a day-to-day like the fact that you wanted to wake up and like not brush your teeth like that is like that's a struggle like people like it's a day-to-day personal struggle but it's like you're not going to be seeing that on Instagram you're going to be seeing like the highlights that I went up I like went for a run type of situation so it's like we definitely glamorize that inside of sport outside of sport like social media definitely is a toxic environment Uh, like 
do you, so you just like delete the app altogether or do you like mute people? Like I found that like, I just started like muting certain people or like certain parts of it, but you just recommend like deleting the whole app and like having that I, yeah, I delete. awareness. Yeah. Uh, like originally, like for a while now, honestly, for a year, like I just turned off all notifications for all my social media accounts. Mm -hmm. So if like I wanted to go in, I would just go in and see, like I wouldn't get any notifications because you know, that's the whole point. Your, your phone is off, but then once you get that notification, you right away go to your phone to see what, you know, who just DM'd you or anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely like during season, I just completely deleted the app because I knew for myself, like if it, I still saw it there on my phone, I most likely would check it at least once a day just to kind of see. So I knew if I deleted it, like, I wouldn't be reminded of it or anything. So I knew that was something just healthy for me to do at that time and something I needed. Um, yeah. I definitely, like, am, I try to be true on my social medias, but, you know, I definitely, like, agree. Like, sometimes I, I wish I could post, you know, the bad things about my life or also, you know, let people know. But then, like, lately, I'm just kind of like, well, why do I have to, you know, even just share anything, you know, like, mm -hmm. I'm just going to share my life with my friends and family and the people that care about me and the people that reach out to me, because, you know, that's what's most important to me. And, you know, so. Yeah, no, it's awesome that you bring that up, too, because it's like, obviously, within the last year, NCAA has changed their, um, I guess their rules regarding like student athletes being sponsored and like student athletes being endorsed and getting paid for their likeness. So obviously this last season, I feel like was the first season ever where people were publicizing themselves. Like you become a brand in a sense and they're pushing their own brand. Like how did that impact you? Like, have you seen any difference or is it like a personal choice where it comes down to it's, you love the sport in itself and social media is just for you and your friends, close family, and you don't see yourself like making yourself a brand for endorsements. Yeah. I, cause I, for me, like personally, I definitely, I've gotten to the point, especially before all the NIL stuff with NCAA that um, I, I wasn't really intrigued with any of the endorsements. I knew that that wasn't me. Like I really couldn't, care about any of that to be honest um and that I definitely knew like I think my whole life I've just been kind of known as like just a softball player so I think like I knew like I wasn't interested in it because I just didn't want to be oh that softball player that just has all these endorsements and you know just so involved with softball like I want to be me like I want to be Ashley and I don't want to be just a softball player like I want to enjoy my college life and, you know, make new friends. And I definitely think that was like very important to me and kind of just stepping away from like, I'm not just a softball player. I'm a human being. And, um, you know, social media doesn't define me and what I post like, so, yeah. Yeah. So like, you feel like there's no like social pressure to be a student athlete that gets endorsed or sponsored or to have that like limelight through social media yeah and like whatever suits you you know like if you're 
if you want to be endorsed, like, I don't see why not. Like, there's nothing, you know, bad about it. But for me personally, like, I don't think it would help me in any way. And I think it would definitely, like, just add more pressure to myself. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So it comes down to, like, just being pretty aware of yourself or even if it's, like, you aren't, obviously none of us, like, we're aware as best as we can and, like, we're growing and learning from it and, like, making mistakes and learning from them. But, like, is there any, like, advice that you would give to any incoming freshman? Because, obviously, like, it is that weird turmoil of, like, you're coming from a place where you've been, like, living with parents or, like, your guardians for a certain amount of years and now you're finally going off on your own or, like, as close to off your own. Obviously, we all have different experiences when it comes to, like, branching out but like what overall advice would you give to an incoming college student athlete um I would probably just say like be yourself um you know at first like for some reason with like social wise I thought like oh like these girls are older than me like I've really never played with older teammates um I felt that I kind of had to like change myself and that's completely not true I was able to be myself around all of them my funny like goofy self I would always like crack a joke with my teammates um so definitely like being yourself is a huge aspect to it like don't try to change like there's no need um definitely I think learning though also from them like you know understanding the ways about college sports, you know, try to find that upperclassman that could really just support you and help you with anything. Um, and for me personally, like growing up, my parents kind of always like, I was always, um, I wouldn't say raising myself, but just like, they made me very independent. And they knew like, I was going to be like, they told me like, I'm going to be going off to college and I'm going to be on my own. Like, so they very, like, they taught me at a young age where like, I need to be prepared for this. Um, and they knew like, I was going to go to a four year. They wanted me to go to a four year. So um, they helped me just in many ways was just taking care of myself and becoming an adult. Um, so it definitely was easy for me to like be on my own and, um, definitely just finding the right people in college really helps. Um, I definitely did that with like my roommates and the teammates I was hanging out with. So, um, but yeah, my biggest advice would just be, be yourself and everything will come naturally and everything will work out. Yeah. Kind of like trust the process. Like you trust the process this far. Yeah. Kind of got to just trust it and not even just the process, like trust yourself yeah trust the person you are trust the person you want to become whatever situation you're coming from any um last like tidbits or any regrets you want to share anything you wish you would have done different the floor is yours whatever you want the people to know um definitely like going back previously I talked about like how I compared myself I definitely think like you shouldn't ever really compare yourself to anyone, especially as a student athlete, because in ways that will definitely like hurt you, know, you mentally and just physically, and you'll start just doing things differently. Um, so definitely just stay your ground, um, stay by your people, and 
just trust in everything you've worked for your whole life because it's a privilege not many get to do and go to the next level. Um, so I'm extremely thankful that I'm here and that I even get to play a college sport and also get my education. Um, it's definitely a privilege and uh, always be thankful for it and never take anything for granted because like, you know, for Caitlin, like it was over, you know, in four years and, it, you know, definitely something hard to give up, especially if you've done it your whole life. So, you know, don't take anything for granted and just keep working um, and things will come and everything will work out in the end. And it definitely will teach you so much. And it has taught me in just one year how much and something I didn't even know I needed, but I definitely feel like I've changed as an athlete and a person, um, I've definitely just, I've learned to like, I need to start working, you know, for myself harder and, you know, just being there for my teammates and just creating a good community around myself and being there for myself. Also taking time for myself is just so important. Um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Nicely said. I know who raised you. Who were your parents? I like to meet them. They sound cool. You sound like a good kid. <laughs> anyway, I think this was a great conversation, especially I want to thank you for being comfortable talking about your freshman redshirting experience and the lessons you've learned, especially since like we obviously played the same sport, come from a different background, but are both living completely different college experiences but at the same time there's still so much commonality between it I feel like there's a lot of common ground for all athletes um whatever division whatever level because there's definitely those inner enemies that we face especially when it comes to comparison and like that competitive edge that we talked about so I definitely think you gave great advice great insight and thank you for sharing your experience with us Ashley thank you for having me I guess um, before before we close out, would you like to plug, obviously we talked about your socials and you're not really big on that. Do you want to plug your socials? Uh, sure. My Instagram is at Ashley Dendis. Um, my name is spelled A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H and then of course Dendis. And I'm pretty sure my Twitter is also the same. Okay, I'll put them down below too but obviously she only wants people that want to be really good friends with her you have to become a part of like her intimate circle <laughs> yeah but just in case you want to ask her more questions or if you have any questions that you want to ask her or like feel connected to her story obviously dm her you can find her on those socials but also like i said post them down below other than that, thank you very much, Ashley, and thank you everyone for listening, and we will see you next time. Peace.